0: edition of the Full Count. I'm your co-host, Mark Wampler, along with Brent Lewis. How are you doing today, Brent? Doing pretty good. Uh, We've got a lot of things on tap for this evening. Uh, First off, though, we're going to thank our two sponsors, and that's the Sandusky Missile Company from Sandusky, Ohio. Short range, medium range, and they have just added a new surface-to-air missile. Um, it's called Red Hawk. Uh, stop by the sales office and look at any anytime soon. Uh, also, for any long-range missiles or continental ballistic missiles, they're made by appointment only. We have a second sponsor this week, a new one coming into town. the Lizzie Borden's used car sales, where prices are chopped to the bone. And this week only, they're slashing prices on every used car on the lot. Come by and check out the deep cuts. Lizzie Borden Used Cars, located in the Falls River, just south of Boston, Massachusetts. Here we go, Brent. What we got this week? Uh, we got a pretty full docket. I mean, we've got going to do our team focus, and we just got through with both the MLB and the BDL deadlines. We've got a ton of trades to talk about, and I'll be once again getting on the soapbox. Okay, we do look forward to that soapbox. I think that's one of the <laughs> one of the highlights of the week to see what. Mr. Lewis is going to rant about, Um, but what we're going to run through first this week is a team that we're going to focus on, and this is something that nobody knows until the radio show comes on. We don't let out which team it's going to be, Uh, and we've got a team this week that that I'll have to say has stood out just about all year in every way you could stand out in the BDL, and we're talking about the killer car company Vanaheim. Yeah, his team is he has been on fire from the start and he looks like he's just not going to slow up he recently got done with a matchup against the damage which at the time neither had been defeated i think and then they both had the winning streaks going on and johnny beating and he's keep still trucking <laughs> right i mean this this team is uh, for lack of a better term, this team is on cruise control. Yeah, <laughs> it's simply it's running itself. Uh, some of the numbers that the team is putting up uh, as a team uh, are just incredible numbers. Um, I think right now he's uh, running with something like 166 home runs, which leads the league, um, which he leads the league in most every offensive category. Uh, I, yeah, I think believe- he's the only team right now that's batting over 300 in the league, uh, 30 301, I think. Yeah, looking at those players, he's got one, two, three. Four, six of his regulars, seven, excuse me, with Upton on the DL, seven are batting over 300. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And two others are 296 and 291. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um mean, that, that's just that's solid up and down. I mean, there's, there's no way, there's no easy easy way around this lineup. Um, uh, you, you can, actually, it's, it's a little bit fooling if you look at it, um, and I'm going I'm to say that and I'm going to throw Albert Pujols out. If you just look at it and you look up and down the lineup, uh, I mean, you're seeing, um, according to who he's got in as far as the batters from day to day, but if you're looking up and down, if you see a nine home run, a five, a zero, Oh, there's a 23 and a 13. So it don't look that intimidating. Um, It's like they put it together when they need to. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They remind me kind of of the angels to where they... One person might be slumping, but somebody else will step up, and then it's as if nothing ever stopped. Right, right. And you don't expect it. You don't see it coming. And, um, I mean, that's... But uh, as you mentioned with the batting average all up and down the whole lineup, it's it's solid. There's nothing weak about it. Um, He's had a couple players up and down a little bit, but for the most part, I I think pretty well injury-free. I won't say totally free. I mean, he's got a couple on the DL now. But uh, as far as key players, I think Berkman's out now. Yeah, Berkman's out. He's probably the biggest hurt because he had Brett Myers, who's also on the DL, but he is he hasn't been himself this year. He also has Dice K on the DL, and he's just been abysmal. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's not really hurting that bad. He's not went through anything. Well, he's not went through anything bad. I mean, he, he's not lost this year. So, um, I mean, the, the team looks really good, and he's made some key trades along um, that I think have helped him. Um, he keeps... If I would have to give the team um, an Achilles heel, if you will, the one thing I can see with his team, and, I mean, it, it's, it's a given that, I mean, okay, he's he's going to be the number one team in the BDL playoffs. Yeah. Now, that's, that's pretty well a given. The one thing that I could see happening is he only has seven starting pitchers now those pitchers are pretty good they've got some pretty good numbers on the board i mean they're they're tough but with seven starting pitchers if anything happens if he loses one or two to injury that could really be devastating if his batting slacks off any at all and with one of them being randy wills who he was kind of a surprise this year he came out of nowhere and he maybe be he's probably having a career year but i mean it's Right, right. He could go back to what he was doing, although it has been a hundred innings. So it, he may not, but something to probably be looking out for. Right, right. That's looking up and down his his lineup. Um, that that's the only thing, and it's not weak right now at all. Uh, you can look at some of these earn run averages and and whips. Um, I mean, it's it's if it's not the best pitching staff in the league, it's one, two, or three. It's right there with it with Right at the top. Yeah, definitely. But anything—if anything went wrong with it, um, injury-wise—and you had to get down to say five starters, and you know as well as the rest of the league knows, there's no picking up any starters because there's nobody out there. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but if he don't—if he stays healthy the rest of the year, um, this could very well be Johnny's year with the Killer Car Company. It, it definitely looks like it it's he's just solid up and down and he like you mentioned earlier he he did some trades to shore up that starting pitching he got randy wolf and he got uh vasquez for me which johnny if you're listening take care of him because i really wished he would have been part of my run <laughs> well uh he, he's got some good numbers on the board he's got a 299 era and a 105 whip um Wins are not win-loss record nine and seven. That's okay. It should be a little better than that. Thanks a lot, Atlanta Betts. <laughs> oh, but uh, this, is, this does appear to be a you little know, sort of stumble somewhere, and we all know what happens when the playoff time comes around. It's uh, a whole lot of the stumbling goes on in the top teams. It, it seems to be a yearly event, and then the usually the team that wins it all, or the next year, or not really wins it all, but the team that has the best record, they usually the immediately have a really poor season afterwards. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, <laughs> without mentioning too many names, I'm, we know a couple there. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know one really well. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do, and that's. Uh, I think that shocked a lot of people when that happened. That was. I mean, we just look for you to come back the next year even stronger, um, even in the same category as um, as Johnny and the Killer Carters. I mean, uh, that was going to be the one-two knockout punch for years to come, right there. The you two, you two guys, all the way. Um, well, he held up his end. My guys <laughs> figured they'd be funny, right? And, um, just, do you right right now, name? Johnny's running with a 113 and 37 and 10 mark for the killer cars, 738 winning percentage. Um, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but, Brian, is that leading? Is that uh, the best that there's ever been in winning percentage? Do you do know? Uh, off the top of my head, I think it might be. I, I think know. it is. Uh, that's my mistake. I didn't look that up, but I don't think there's been one any higher than that. Uh, he would have. He will beat it by a lot because the regular season, champion, the highest winning percentage was 667. Well, he's that's, he's pushing 100 points higher. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so I don't think he's going to have any problem with that. The only the only stat that he had, um, I mean, teams batting 301 leading league, leading league with home runs 166. The only stat he had that was a little bit shocking to me when I actually saw it was his one loss record for his pitching is 75 and 64. Okay, 11 games over. That's not bad, but all the rest of the the contending teams aren't any better than that. They're just about that. It seems like about 10 games over 500 for the contending teams is, is the norm. Um, I think I saw, okay, it was Cramps, Crawford Cramps, uh, his pitching was 56 and 39, 17 games above 500. And that was, I think, the best in the league. Uh, and you just, when you look at Johnny's pitch and you think, you know, and then you look at their, okay, 75 and 64, and you kind of go, okay, uh, where's the rest of this stuff coming from? <laughs> and it's coming out of five closers. He's got he's got a really good bullpen. Yeah, he and picked up Artzema at the perfect time before he became mainstream. And right, right, right. He's... Um, that that's just well he has with his five closers he's got a high of twenty nine saves and a low of fourteen so he's got a very good selection and all that and um, now that's a that's a little bit of course most most everybody knows how I run a run a pitching staff I basically will have no more than three closers that that's just my philosophy uh, he's running with five. And it's working. It's, and there's no problem with that. But then I go back to only seven starters. And you're, you're taking a big chance with with only seven. Um, if they're healthy and they're front-line starters, fine. That's not a problem. But pitching depth, um, I mean, that, that would be the only Achilles heel I would see he has right now that, at, at the present. And just to give everybody an idea of just how strong he has been by the beginning of July when the Nets pretty much was were rebuilding that was the other three teams in his division right by the, by the begin by the start of July all said, "You know what? We give up." Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's just the level of how good he has been right this season. Well, at the, at the time of this tape and he's got a 40 and a half Game lead over New Market and uh, yeah, like you said, the first of July. I mean, it's let's, let's build for next year, and uh, I mean, there's not much else you can say about that. That's pretty well. Um, he's had a dominant season. That's this is this is by far the best season that any BDL team has had. I'll have to say uh, when you when you look the numbers across the board. All the batting numbers, all the pitching numbers. When you figure it all in, the, the, nobody's had a season like this. It's, it's definitely an amazing, yeah. amazing season he's having. Uh-huh. I think it's. No time to do some trade talk here. With okay, we're going to do a few trades, and uh, Brent is the trade expert and uh there is a tremendous amount of trades going on i'm sure everybody knows and brent has a big list that we need to go over and see what it looks like who won who lost it's uh it's a whole bunch of them because we we just got through with the the uh, nlb trade line trade deadline and a lot of teams were pretty much doing what we were doing was building for now and for the future and what have you exactly exactly and I believe we went back to July the 19th starting. Okay. And the first one was the Brewers acquiring Felipe Lopez from the Diamondbacks for Cole Gillespie and Roku Mercedes. I'll probably pronounce that wrong. He is a oh, That's close uh, enough. That's about what I would say. <laughs> minor league, I, can't, I don't know if he's a starter or a reliever. Right, right. I can't remember off the top of my head. Gillespie, he had a couple of good years, and then he just kind of fell off. Yeah, yeah. That's um, probably he'll help um, in that way. Um, whether it's going to make that kind of difference or not, um, that leaves a little to be seen yet. And then anytime you're dealing with minor leaguers, that's the intangible to really see how the trade will play out, and um, you know who it, who it really benefited. I mean, definitely, that's part of the whole risk of it. And we've got Felipe Lopez with the Woo. He'll probably do better just by being on a more contending team. Exactly, right, right. Ricky Weeks, he's already hurt. So, I mean, he's out for the year after what would have been probably a great season after many, many years of he never lived up to his height. Totally, totally. Weeks is, yeah. Yeah, that was that was actually it was sad to see him go because I think yeah. everybody had a little bit of you know okay he's finally doing something let's see what happens and he's going to be healthy and then he gets hurt and what was it broken wrist yeah so, yeah never fails and go figure I mean that's um, it almost um, okay well I'm not getting off subject but I'll throw just a tad back in there on that with the, with the injury thing to him he almost expected it to happen and. uh I remember when Earn traded for Eric Bedard and I told I remember telling him that I said Bedard is a hell of a pitcher he's automatic 200 strikeouts he's a good pitcher even if he's pitching with Seattle he will not pitch the whole season he will get hurt I think he's only had what one, one or two full years and one of those was I think his year after his rookie season and he was still to where he was a nobody right right not even that good of a pitcher then no no right right i mean i could be wrong i'm going off of direct no no you're you're right (laughs) and i mean once once he got started with baltimore uh, i mean he he was like he couldn't pitch a whole year uh he always got hurt and that's one thing i told learn when he traded for him i said you know it's a good trade if you could depend on him but you know, and I've had him offered to me and I was just afraid of the injuries That's, that was the bottom line and I know he's a good pitcher just like Weeks um, Weeks is a good play. he's just had terrible luck okay well Grant what else you got for us uh, then on the same day the Orioles acquired Clay Meredith for Oscar Salazar who went to the Padres right right and Clay Meredith I I own him and I was I really didn't know what to make of it. I mean, I think it's, I liked him in, in San Diego. He's been doing surprisingly well in Baltimore so far, so maybe it won't be much of a change. I was a little bit worried because AL East, you have Boston, Tampa, and the Yankees. It's, unless you're a really good pitcher, normally they light you up. Right, right. Well, Clay is a good pitcher. Meredith is a good pitcher, and <laughs> The one thing the Orioles desperately need is, is middle middle relief. Okay, they need closers too. <laughs> um, and finally, the the young the young arms are finally showing a little bit up there. But they've got to have something in the middle, and I think Clay could actually be a very integral part to that team with these young other young pitchers that they've got now. Um, uh, it's it's questionable what Chris Ray will end up doing. Uh, he's back with with them now and, and he's pitched well the last two games he's pitched really he's pitched back to what he was and if clay meredith can step in as a as an eighth inning guy and possibly even a closer there because jim johnson is not going to remain doing what he's doing he's not going to close that's that's for sure but meredith would even have possibilities as a closer in baltimore and I've, I've got Ray and Johnson I've got them probably being the most affected because Meredith was the 7th inning guy in San Diego he used to be the 8th inning guy at one point he could be the closer I could. I see them giving Ray or Johnson another chance before that gets just because they're more strikeouts as opposed right, to Meredith right. being more that ground ball guy pitching the contact Danny's Baez, I have him being affected but I think he'll be traded by for the long term. I, I would think. say that. Yeah, that's that's right. They're, they're not going to hang on to him. No, I agree with that. I can see him being gone after the next, the waiver deadline at the end of yeah. August. Exactly. And Salazar. I mean, he's. I mean, they needed a shortstop, and he's okay. He's nothing huge. I'm, I'm not even sure if he's owned in our league uh, I, at the time of the trade. I don't believe he was. I don't believe I, he was. Um, I don't think he still don't think he is i haven't checked the late look <laughs> he's he's pretty well more he, he's defensive shortstop he's a actually he's an old mark Blander style he's uh, one or two home runs and 35 40 ribbies but he don't make many errors and he's a good one to plug in if you need some good defense yeah, and the padres they were struggling they were they were barely able to field the team there at one point I'm exactly say, everybody was hurt it was Pretty bad. Then we had on the 22nd, the first of two for Mr. LaRoche. <laughs> <laughs> the Red, Red Sox acquire Adam LaRoche from the, uh, the Pirates for Diaz and Hunter Strickland. Mm-hmm. And this is affecting the only one in our league was Adam LaRoche with the bulldo- uh, Billy Goats. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry about that, or <laughs> Uh, well, that one, actually, when he went to Boston, um, or back or at went to Boston, not back to them, um, that really kind of surprised me, Boston going after him or trading for him. But then after, after I looked at it, I thought, okay, now this might work out really good. Um, good left hand the hitters park. Um, maybe get him someplace he's a little more happy and settle him in, and he could turn back into what, he was with his in his days in Atlanta I mean it was it was a move by Boston they Mike Lowe has been hurt he has been running on pretty much seven cylinders
1: all the with his
0: hip and it was a plan it was a move to get to keep Euclid in there and to get some power for what Lowe was lacking and I LaRoche would have probably been a more than part time but maybe not full time starter I don't even remember how many bats he had when he was in Boston. Don't get I don't, I don't remember. But as we'll indicate later, that won't matter. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> that's uh, I almost give it away there, which everybody else knows it, I think. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, well we'll get into that one when we get to it. <laughs> right, right. I definitely have some comments to make on that trade. Yeah. Uh, uh, that kinda of shocked me too. Then on the 24th, we had the first blockbuster of the year. Cardinals got Matt Holliday and cash oh, yeah. From the Athletics for Brett Wallace, Clay Mortensen, and Shane Peterson. That's a tough one. <laughs> it, there were rumors before this deal happened that it was going to be Wallace for Holliday straight up. Right. And even then, the first thing that popped into my head is, St. Louis would be overpaying. And then to find out that they did that trade and then on top of that added Mortenson and Shane Peterson. And I know exactly. Mortensen, he's he's had a few times. He might be a long long reliever in the long run swing man. But he's still got room to be possibly a legitimate number four starter. Uh, exactly, exactly. And then on top of that you have Shane Peterson who probably a third to fourth outfielder. Right but he'll probably have a little a few years in the major leagues and then Brett Wallace who's just a horse, yeah, the big one of the top the top prospects that was traded all deadline right for two months of Matt Holliday that's that's almost but it's not it's almost what Milwaukee done last year with CC. but what the Cardinals gave up uh, was a lot more than a pile of money. Um, it, it's almost okay. We're going to mortgage the next. We're going to mortgage a part of our future to win this year. Um, and you and Billy Bean, um, <laughs> I mean, you think what you want of him, but you know this guy gets it done one way or another. Yeah. And uh, I, I think, you know, I think you're going to see something from Oakland, and I think this trade is really going to help them. Uh, if Chris Carter. Um, if he continues home runs like, like he's been hitting in the minors to go along with what they've got, they were only going to keep Holiday um, this year. And, I mean, they would were, they were not going to keep him. And I just don't think St. Louis is going to spend the money to keep him, too. And you would always hear that Bean would say, well, we're not going to trade him if we didn't get something better than those two draft picks. Well, you did it. You yeah. definitely did it, Bean. They definitely did it. Absolutely. We get and, oh, Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's fine. Go. We, is they keep? St. Louis says, "Well, we don't plan on doing this for a two-month rental." Right. He is a Boers agent. Yeah. Do you really think that he's gonna just sign an extension? No. I love St. Louis. I'll, I'll play here. No, that's not going to happen. It's, There's going to be some big money involved, whether it's whether it's Boston. Uh, the Dodgers, the Yankees, whoever. Uh, and Saint Louis will not put the money out and that's I mean, that's pretty well history there. I mean, everybody knows that. And um, no, I oh. think they mortgaged a whole lot of their future with those players just to get him for this run. Holiday loves playing Saint Louis is is equal to the amount of zeros behind that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. And that when well, that doesn't go directly for Holiday, that goes for most players but Right. Right, that's a discussion for another time. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, I, I give, um, I give for the long haul. I give Billy Bean and Oakland a a ten on that trade. I really do. Yeah, definitely. Next one we have is the Giants acquired Ryan Garko from the Indians for Scott Barnes, and both players involved are owned in our league. Right. right. Uh, the Giants got Garco, who is owned by the Epidemic. I believe he was a he's a reserve first baseman. And Scott Barnes, who the bums have, and he was a name that I hadn't really paid attention to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he's he's a pretty decent scorer. Yeah, yeah, he's not... Um, I, he's one of the... He needs to be a little more time. Um, yeah, I, I think he's, well, he will do pretty good. Um, Garco, uh, I'm not so sure if that was... Um, that's where he wants to be where he needs to be uh he wasn't exactly the he wasn't exactly what cleveland had thought he was going to be at this point i don't think i believe he had one year where he looked like he was going to break out and then he just never did never did and basically i think cleveland gave up on him i think they said okay we're going to get you know what we can get and just okay that's it um Probably I'd have to give a, li- a little edge to Cleveland on that. Of course, they you know how well, everybody knows what they're doing right now. I mean they're almost cleaning house. I mean they're going to they're going to start back with with Grady and company and try to come up some different uh, with a different way with some younger players. I mean they they're pretty they're clean. You're right. They're they're cleaning house. They've got rid of a couple other big names, which we will get to later exactly and it's and it's kind of keep reading and I can understand how the fans would be very upset because just two years ago they were pretty much in the World Series oh yeah yeah Yeah, that was uh, I mean then you lose CC um uh, okay Carmona has went back down to earth uh and I, I think that one year and uh Actually, I don't remember which one of the BDL teams had him at that time, and uh, I think we'd done a little trade talk that didn't go anywhere. Um, And actually, right now I'm glad it didn't, because he's he's not he's not doing that well. He's um, actually to had that kind of year and then fall off that bad. And some blame it on uh, okay, cece has gone and the team's going this direction, but that, I don't see that. I don't, I don't think that's it. I think he went just went back to what he's going to do, and I don't think he's going to be a more than a four or five starter. He, he had, it's almost like he had a career year very early. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So even then, his peripherals were not entire, not really strong, at least in the strikeout rate. His minor league numbers more reflect what he's doing. Not as bad as he was earlier, but more in the lines of what he's doing now. Exactly. Right, right, right. And this is one thing, and uh, I'll just touch on this real quickly since we're still talking about this trade that relates to it. Um, This is one thing in the BDL that's probably, I would have to say, is the utmost toughest to figure out if you own a person like Carmona, either pitcher or batter, and they have a year like that, what do you do with them? Yeah, is, is it going to continue? Do you trade them high, or do you hold them? This is going to be this is going to be one of my pitchers for the next x amount of years, seven, eight years. Or do you? Uh, this is this is the whole key. This is a big trick to how how your team ends up doing, and. Yeah, um, I mean, I've had i let players go, and I'm sure probably everybody in the whole league has that have had okay, he's so had a good year, we've got something out of him, and then he falls flat. But on the other hand, then they do really good. So that's a that's a tough one. I mean, it's just kind of a crapshoot. I mean, you've got to, and sometimes even then the the some of the peripherals they don't tell the whole story. I mean, it's all the crapshoot but that's part of the fun anyway. exactly exactly or the heartbreak <laughs> yeah if and you're, you're, if you're really like me fun. and you trade a um uh, let's see um what's that little old kid down in texas play second base i think i traded that to portsmouth one one time ian kinsler that little old kid down there that um okay he's too skinny he can't hit for power i still steal a few bases i can i can do without him Boy, was that a mess up! <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes you just don't know. And like you said, exactly, it's a crapshoot when it comes to that. Just like Carmona, but Cleveland, uh, I think, getting moving Garco was uh, was just another sign in what they're doing. Yeah, and we'll we'll have the two big signs that are just the guy waving the flag and flashing the lights of what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! The Next one is happened on the twenty eighth, which is we touched on this on the last show, is when the when Harrison went to Oakland, this right. was, and they had a player to be named later. Okay. And the player was uh, Sean Gallagher, right, who is always is kind of in that Ricky Weeks category to where he's got the stuff, he just has never pulled it together. That's it. That's it. And I believe this is the second time this season he's been traded. He's been yeah, second time he's been traded. You're right. You're right. And I don't. Nobody owns him, which, rightfully so, he's not great. He probably never will be at this point, but you never know. No, no. I, I can only really see that affecting three players, and those are all borderline rotation guys: Tim Stauffer, who the Nets have; Jim, Go, uh, Chad Godin, mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the Wu, who actually later on he will. Well, he was later traded to the Yankees, so he. Obviously, that doesn't affect him anymore. Right, 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 right. And Kevin Correa, who the who Earn has, so it was, Yeah, yeah. I can't remember if Gallagher is on the DL or if he's hurt or what's going on with him. At, at, right now, I can't remember. I do not know if he is or not right now. So at the very... And he may not threat... That may be until 2010 threat just to see what he can do with spring training. Right, right. So that one's kind of a wait and see, even if yeah, he does... Yeah. Yeah. unless he just has some kind of miracle where he pulls it all back together. I don't see him threatening anybody for any no, no, time. No, no, not Not anytime soon. No time soon, no. All right. And then the next day we have three trades to go over. Okay. And the first one was the Mariners acquiring Robert Manuel from the Reds for Vladimir Balantine. Balantine. Mm-hmm. Right. And Valentin Wu has him, and I this probably better just because of the better hitter part. He's probably going to see more time there. He kind of wore yeah. out his welcome in Seattle. And we have Franklin Gutierrez, who's in Seattle. I, he he's been playing playing pretty regularly, so I could see him probably just being a full time regular at least through the end of the season. Yeah, after this year. Um, I, don't, I don't think Seattle has totally got their direction down yet. Uh, and having said that, I'm not so sure they ever have. But, um, I mean, they have made some moves to try to go in a different direction. But uh, that has to be actually one of the surprise teams, though, in the major leagues this year. <clears throat> uh, we have... I'll say Michael Saunders, he was he played some third base this year. And I feel he'd probably get more advanced now. Right, right. Then on the mm, excuse me. On the Cincinnati side we have Jerry Harrison who at the time was owned by Joe, I believe, since then he's traded him I mean, he's dumped him. Dumped him, right. Right. And the same story with Willie Tavares, who the epidemic right. had after he did the Michael Bourne trade I believe he dumped Willie, Willie. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Then you have Chris Dickerson mm-hmm. who also was with the epidemic. He also plays outfield. It will probably hurt his ads mm-hmm. you now. I can right. see them giving Ballantine more of an extended chance just on the very at the very least to save because if you trade for somebody you're not you it, huh? we're not gonna play you. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately well I, if if i if I'm right isn't uh, Nix sharing some time with Dickerson already uh, he, <coughs> he was be. at one point he might be i'll have to have to go back and check on that um and that that's i think that um and his first name eludes me at this moment but um, Nix and Dickerson were kind of platooning there for the biggest part of the year so and there's only so many bats can go around so yeah, I, I don't think he's going yeah. to—he's going to be any kind of impact. And he's probably a career reserve at this point, right? In way. Right, so, right, right. And we had another trade also involved in Seattle, and they acquired Jack Wilson and Ian Snell from the Pirates for Roddy Cedeno, Jeff Clement, Aaron Prubanek, Brett Lauren, and Nathan Adcock. This is probably the second most baffling trade in the MLB universe for Uh, the. Yeah. (laughs) Not so much. I I just there's always been this talk of how great Jack Wilson is. Yeah. He's so defensive and he's so good with the bat. And I look at him and I'm like, Are you talking about a different Jack Wilson that I don't know about? Right. Right. I just don't... I've never understood the appeal of him. I don't get it. I never will get it. No, I, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, he's... You hear so much about him, but then when you look, and, and you look at the numbers, and you look at this guy, and you think, okay, wh- where's the special? What's what's the deal? I mean, I, um, I get that the game is getting more defensive-focused, and maybe that's it. I mean, I just... but I Exactly. That many players... I mean, I get that Snell is as a starter, and he had success, but jeez. Well, Snell, um, <laughs> I don't hardly know what to say about this guy. Um, I got him early on, actually before the season started, and I think he'd come from, from Beltway, and then eventually moved him on to you. Um, for Juan Rivera, but um, that, that being beside the point, Snell, when they had demoted him back to A. And he was just a—he uh, was just a flame down there. They couldn't hit him. And uh, when they were ready to bring him back up, and he says, "Well, I don't want to play anymore. I don't want to play." And you know, I'm thinking, you know, what the hell's wrong with this kid's attitude? <laughs> you don't tell the parent club, "I don't want to play anymore." <laughs> I, it, 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 where the hell does this come from? Uh, you make millions of dollars, and you tell the parent club, "I don't want to play anymore." Okay, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is not the best team league. Everybody knows that they're uh, probably the doormat. Uh, well, no, well, they're the back mat, Washington will be the front mat. But anyhow, I don't care what team it is. You don't tell them that. It, it was, I <laughs> and, remember reading that, and I was just, I was because I'd never heard of a player that said, "I don't want to be promoted. You can leave me where I am." Exactly, exactly. And, and when exactly. I read it, I read it twice. I read it again, and I thought, okay you know this kid you know he needs some prozac or something um this is crazy uh you know he got guys running around that played you know college baseball that are pretty good and they're flipping burgers for mcdonald's and you've got a guy that tells the party i don't want to play anymore I'm, i've been uh, trying uh, so, to figure trying to figure what his angle was at the time i, I don't know if it was Because he had been doing so good in the minors. Exactly. I I don't know if he wanted to keep his momentum going until that ended or if maybe it was just an angle to get traded. That actually, I I lean to what you the last thing you said, that was an angle to get me out of Pittsburgh. Um, Whether it was or not, I don't know. I don't think you'll ever know. Um, But this will be one comment that will stick with me as far as a player for a long time because last year one was made, a player was put on a DL because of chronic tiredness, and I've never in my life heard heard that as a medical term, being chronically tired, uh, so, and this goes right along with that, that, um, you know, I, I just don't want to play anymore. In the, it was just, it was kind of weird, because it was, I, I kind of leaned, maybe it was a trade get him out of their angle because i believe it was earlier in the season i can't remember if it was may or june the manager i mean i believe it was the owner of the pirates point blank said yeah us giving him that contract was a huge mistake right right and maybe right. at the time he saw that and he's like well if that's what you think then y'all can just piss off yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i agree with you that i totally agree with that in which i mean i guess in a way that don't completely blame him and because he had that one good year and they never lived up to it since no no, I don't know. To, to, me, to me Snell is a um, uh, I'll be a little kind on the record here Snell is kind of a, a career yearly uh, 12 wins 10 losses uh, his big big draw would be the strikeouts um, he can do you 160 to 175 a year maybe win 12 lose 10 a 450 earn run average i think that is about what he is as a career pitcher uh, i don't think it would be any better That the one year he had was you know that's when everybody thought okay here he comes this is you know he's going to be this but um, he just i've watched him pitch several times and he just don't overly impress me he's got good stuff but there's just something about him i don't know and then when he said that, that just poured more gasoline on the fire as far as what I think of him. But anyhow, uh, good luck, Seattle. I hope he likes to play for you. Yeah, and it was, there was another player that I had that was involved in this was Brett Loren. He went to Pittsburgh, which that I hated that because I love Loren. Mm-hmm. I, I, he was a free agent signing. I just hope they don't screw him up. Right. like they did Zach Duke, which that's probably another conversation, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also gave up Clement, who he was so high and seems to have fallen so far now. Right, right. I believe he's with the Rockets. And I yeah, I think a, that's right. I'm expecting Riot Dumit, who the da- the damage has, but I don't see Clement challenging him. Cause I believe they've moved Clement to first. I think so. I think I'm not yet. positive. I'll have to look into that. We're going to have Vargas, Olsen, and Roland Smith being affected by Snell coming in. If he could take time away from them in the rotation. I can't remember who got bumped. I want to say it was Olsen. I think that's right. I think it was Olsen. And and, and, um, I think Beltway has him. No, let's see. Let me take that back. Maybe it's Bombs. At the time, it looks like the Bombs. They probably still have him. Yeah, I think the Bombs have him. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then moving on to the second trade which was the second blockbuster of the season Phillies acquired Cliff Lee and Ben Francisco from the Indians for Jason Knapp Carlos Carrasco Jason Donald and Lou Morrison oh this was That's part of a long saga with boy Halliday right <laughs> oh yeah that was um, I think that was what everybody was getting up for about ten days and turning on Sports Center to see were uh, what they were going to get for holiday. But uh, Riccardi was asking too much. That was that was obvious. Um, and I think they, uh, I think they went with, and I don't mean this in a in a bad way to Cliff Lee, but I think they went with their second best choice. Uh, uh, I think Lee is a. Lee is very much liable to thrive in Philly for the simple fact that he's a ground ball pitcher. Yeah. And he throws a lot of ground balls. That'll keep him in the game because that's uh, pretty well the same band box in, in Cincinnati at the great American ballpark. I mean, the balls fly out of there. But him being a ground ball pitcher with the bats that are behind him um, I mean, he could turn his season a three sixty, and so far he's done it. So far, he's looked extremely well in Philadelphia. Yeah, I believe he's only given up four or five runs over two starts. I believe. No, I think that's right. I think that's right. I can't swear um, to that. I think he had like. I think he went a. Was it a complete game his first? Yeah, start? exactly. Complete game his first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's doing. he They're getting what they paid for. It, definitely. Yeah. And really, it was considering what they would have had to pay for Halliday and what they were offering, many say this was the better deal just because they, they were able to keep all of their top guys. They kept Drabeck, They Oh, kept, absolutely. They kept um, Taylor and Brown. And I'm probably in the minority. Jason Donald does not do it for me. I don't get the hype. <laughs> I no, I don't either. But uh, with him and Drabeck, I mean that's what they were wanting in Toronto. And it, it was pretty well a given. Philly was not going to give that up. Philly, to me, was in the position that even if they didn't get Halladay and had to settle for a, and I say settle for, I say that lightly because you know, I've got a lot of respect for Cliff Lee. I think he's a very good pitcher. Um, it wasn't going to be that big of big of a deal to them. They're going to go on. They're going to win the division. They're going to go on to the playoffs. Yeah. Um. Roy Halladay, uh, Doc would have would have put him out of sight, but at what cost? For the next three or four years, um, they would have would have had Halliday for one more year, um, and then here's a here's a huge contract you're going to have to pay for if they keep him. Uh, with Lee, okay, they can they can keep him at a much less amount of money, and I think all of that played right into it they, they kept their best prospects as pitchers and i mean philadelphia's a good team period so i think it was win 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 for them definitely definitely yeah and it was the and the falcons had cliff lee at the time of the trade exactly he yeah. had him lee going up because he's going to a contender a little bit like you mentioned he's a ground ball pitcher philly is notorious for home Runs, but like you said, if he's ground ball, that shouldn't affect him much. That should, that should—I won't say nullify, but that should get the home runs down for him in Philly yeah. and keep him in every game. Okay, he's going to give up some home runs there. That's just—that's going to be part of it, but he won't be as bad um, as. Okay, Halliday is a, is an extremely good pitcher, but with, with what he throws and it proved the last game, they hit back-to-back solos on him in the eighth to beat him. Uh, he can get the cutter up enough until they can hit it. And if you do that in Philly, I mean, well, you know what the results are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, I think overall they've they made a very good very good deal to get Lee. Um, and, I mean, that that team's, as far as I'm concerned it's going to play for the NL Championship if not the World Series 2, again. Definitely, definitely. And we've got uh, other players that were owned in our league in that trade. We had Jason Knapp, who who Damage has, who is one of his many, many minor league arms that just make me sick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I've looked up a pitcher and say, oh, that guy's doing awesome. Is he owned? Damage. No, what about him? Damage. Damage, Damage. exactly, yeah. Yep, I've done the same thing. I have done the same thing. <laughs> and we've got Carlos Carrasco, who the Cramps own. He's, he'll probably, I can't remember, I think they put him in the rotation now, or he'll probably be the first one up. Uh, Joe has got Jason Donald. And I have you down as being affected by two different players. You have Lou Morrison. Right. Who's got a lot, who seems to have a, be having a pretty decent bat for a minor league catcher this season. Right. And David Huff, just because you have Lee gone, so Huff is probably going to be stuck. He's going to stay in the rotation now. Huff, um Huff, Huff is Huff. in the rotation. He was in rotation uh, even with Lee there, but there was a okay. He, this is the kind of guy. He, he's been having a good game, and he's getting hit hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a lot of growing pains. Now I brought him up to the to the team. Now he, he's on it. Now he's going to pitch. Uh, He had some good minor league numbers. Um, I think he's still he's still in the early stages of a, and I don't mean this he's going to be that good, but he's in early stages of a Kevin Slowey. He's learning. Um, uh, When you listen to Wedge, Wedge really is high on him. Uh, The kid is always asking questions: um, how he can improve this, how he can improve that. And basically, they're going to they're going to teach him. It, it'll be experienced by fire. Yeah. Um. And I think with what he's got, with his, I, I think he's going to do okay. It's just going to take him a little time. Uh, Lou Morrison is one I had picked two years ago. Uh, he was he was rated actually as the 2010 starter for Philadelphia, a catcher. Uh, they thought he was going to be right there, and. I mean, you know as well as most of them know that um, the rebels catching situation isn't good. <laughs> okay, it is right now, but uh, next year it's, I'm going to be back in trouble. Uh, and Marson was one of my one of my shining stars, one of my hopes. Um, he, him along with Tyler Flowers from the White Sox, uh, and with this happening, and Cleveland with. Um, correct me if i'm wrong here um santana a catcher uh yes carlos who they got in the exactly i think that puts marston Marson Marson back down yeah i think that really that hurt me when he went there because he's going to have to i mean he's got another kid that's extremely good to fight with now it's not going to be fighting with a a victor martinez or um you know um whoever uh so that probably in the catcher department, that that hurt me more than anything. You know, as far as a possible okay, a rookie call up or something. You have to wonder what Cleveland's going to do, or are they going to move somebody off? I can see, I can see Santana moving off more so because everything I've read is Marson is better defensively than Santana. That's, you're exactly right. Exactly right. I think at one point, Santana had, had a little bit of defensive issues. I don't know if, I think it was last year at one point, they weren't sure of his glove, if he could stay back there. But he's still there, so, I mean, we'll have to see how that plays out and how that affects everybody. Right. Um, with Marson, when um, I think I looked at him this week to see what, I mean, his numbers are okay as far as the bat goes. Um, I mean, they're about what you would expect at this point in his career. I mean, there's there's nothing special but it's decent. Yep. And uh, I mean, what what you said is very true. He's, he's a very good defensive catcher. He's um, His throw-out rate, stolen bases, is very good. Um, I kind of see him eventually being... Uh, he, he will be an everyday catcher somewhere, but he, he's not going to put up um, huge numbers uh, with, with the bat, uh, I mean, I think he's going to be a maybe a 12-14 home run guy at some point in his career. But then again, it's it's what you said before; it's rolling dice. You don't know. Um, it's just have, it's a lot of wait and see with that one on the, exactly. the backstop. Exactly, yeah. And we have the next day. We had two trades. The Dodgers acquired George Sherrill from the Orioles for Josh Bell and Steve Johnson. <clears throat> Do you want my opinion on this first? Go ahead. <laughs> the Orioles just made off like gangbusters. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Bell, are you kidding me? The Dodgers gave up Josh Bell. Plus, Now, um, I mean, I know he's a name that a lot of people are going to run and type in and see who this kid is. I have followed this kid, some this is a good third baseman. He he really seems to have everything that Baltimore needed because they had William Ryle who I loved him but he is just he has taken a huge step back these past. Well, years. I have him now, and he is that is another position of mine that's down the road a few years. I'm going to be looking for somebody, and Billy Roll was one I was looking for. He was one I was looking for to really step it up, and. That I, that I think that really put him way back with this trade. Definitely. I mean, it, that it seems like I think Baltimore may have given up on him with this trade, possibly. But That's could, exactly. Yeah, you're he, you're right. He could maybe if he could just turn around, but I he's one of them that I'd like for him to turn around because I mean I, I I liked him too. I had him. I did I trade him to you? I can't remember. You sure did. You sure did. That's that's where you come from with you. Yep. And it was, I just really hope he can turn it around, but with them getting Josh Bell, who's just far more superior at this point. Absolutely. They're probably done. I think this was another trade uh, that you, uh, I'm hit back at the St. Louis trade. This was another trade that, the Dodgers gave up someone that was going to be extremely good in their future for a closer slash now eighth inning guy um, that could help them for the playoff run, Or yeah, championship so. run, and that's uh, Cheryl's a good pitcher. Um, he's <laughs> he's prone to give up about five runs from time to time, but uh, he's proved invaluable to the Orioles with, uh, with when Chris Ray went down. Uh, but uh, as far as a, if you ranked him among closers throughout the league, I mean he's going to be in the uh, bottom ten percent probably, and a lot of that has to do with playing for Baltimore. Um, but I mean they're they're getting better, uh, but they saw that it, what they could get for him, yeah, and they he was a really good haul. I mean. Mm-hmm. It was, <clears throat> But it hurt it hurt Earn because he had him at the time. I think now the Billy Goats have him because Earn dropped him and then, yeah, claimed him off the of waivers, right? Which was a real smart move for a playoff because he, he still even though he's not a closer anymore, he's still got great numbers everywhere else. I mean, it's exactly, exactly. And you never know what what could happen out there. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, there's times that uh, the big ox he gets in trouble and you yeah. uh, know weirder things have happened. I mean, he may end up closing some games from time to time, um, but I but I do think again it was a, it was one of those that um, that they did forfeit a little bit of their future uh, for this year. And the reason to say that more so with with the Dodgers is, is they got Manny for two years, and to me after that he's gone. And I think the Dodgers see. This one, this year and next year, as their windows. Yeah. And um, we're either going to do it now, and then we're going to lose Manny, and that'll be it. Uh, not that I'm a big Manny fan, but that's just that's how it's working with those those guys out there. Of course, out on the left coast, you never know what they're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Other than Cheryl, there wasn't really any direct not main direct affections. I've got Johnson, Baez, and Ray. They all could come in and close, which I think Johnson's doing now. Right, and right. Losario, he's he'll probably get hurt by this because he seemed to be the second-best arm they had behind Bronxton. Right. He'll probably go back to being the seventh or eighth inning guy. Now. That's Sixth, probably right. Seventh yeah. inning guy now. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, they kind of set themselves up with this trade, Kind of what the Mets did to start the season with K Rod and JJ Putz. Yeah. Um, uh, Which that's a whole different story, but I think the I think the Mets really addressed their problem to start the year. But everybody knows they've had tremendous (laughs) amount of problems since then. They've got more people on the deal, and they do have. Oh, that it's, it's totally sick. It really is. I mean that that team is full of all stars. But part slick and part funny, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not biased. <laughs> no, not a bit, not a bit. All right, and we have the Cubs doing a trade with Pirates again. <laughs> yep. Cubs acquired Tom Gorgonzoli and John Grabo from the Pirates for Kevin Hart, Josh Acano, Acon- I probably pronounced that wrong. Close and enough. And Josh Harrison. Uh jump trade. Pretty much, I mean, it, Gorgonsley will be helped, but I don't. But we don't have no one in our league owns any of these guys. No, no. At the time that the trade went down, I can not checked right. lately. Right. The biggest names that I can see being affected would be just Randy Wells. He's in the rotation for good, but he could be maybe bumped because they because I think Pinella said Gorgonsley has three starts to determine if he's going to be in the bullpen or the starter. Right. I, I read that. Yeah. Yeah. And this probably seals in Sean Marshall staying in the bullpen, who's... I won't get into that. Whole no, well... Things. I've done that enough on the forums. <laughs> hey, we could even get call-ins on this if we keep going about the Cubs. You know that. <laughs> uh, At least three people would love to talk about the Cubs. But uh, maybe we need to invite these guys one evening. That would. That could be an interesting show. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think After all you... Uh, cubby fans um but let's get some cards and letters come here you want to join the show we'd have a we'd have a cub show on here yeah, we'll have the when we post this on the forum, you can either email pm or post there and it'd be an interesting show absolutely I'd love, I'd love to have three cubs on here I don't know what I would do but but it would be an interesting show definitely and we've got July 31st, my favorite day of the year that I swear is almost better than Christmas. Oh, my. MLB trade deadline day. Trade deadline. Okay. We know how you voted on the poll, then. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. we got that information now. Oh, the first one of the day was Tigers getting Jared Washburn for Luke French and Marsario Robles. Uh, Depth, depth for the Tiger pitching staff. Yeah, I mean, that's there was a, been a lot of talk of where Washburn's numbers. He was, he's having a good year, but they were saying that they think a lot of it was defense. That because he had such a good defense behind him in Seattle, right? right. That was helping him look better than he really was. And that, 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 you know, yeah, that's that's, that's that's debatable. Yeah, I mean he he was. Uh, he's going to a team now that's going to score some runs for him. And uh, so with with that, we'll see if he keeps it up, if he don't. But uh, it seems like the Tigers may be serious this year. They're definitely trying. They're pulling out all the stops where they can. Well, I'll, um, um, I'll, I'll pull out the plug on um, Edwin Jackson. I was always a big fan of him when nobody wanted him. And I think Edwin's finally this year... Um, showing he's a pretty good pitcher. Yeah, he's really turned a corner this season. Yeah, I, I really and when I traded him, um, it was a good trade, which turned out to be one of the I have to say one of the worst trades at this point. Uh, could could turn back around. I got a Garrett Adkins, um and, uh, Jesse Litch. Uh we got one with Tommy John and one don't know the end of the baseball bat from the other. <laughs> so, um You know, I thought it was a pretty good trade when I made it. It turned out to be, as of this day, disaster. So, but, uh, no, Washburn will help that pitching staff, I think. I think he'll give them some depth. And uh, Luke French, who at the time the Falcons had, now, did he he still have him? I think so. I can't remember. I think think so. But he'll probably be better off just as Seattle's more pitcher-friendly. Right, Seattle right. is pretty much done, so they can let him grow a little bit this the rest of this year, see what he does. Right, right. he probably won't do as well as he's doing this season for the long term. A lot of what I read says he's probably more of a fourth, to fifth inning guy, maybe bullpen. Right I'm, right, I'm not sure about bullpen, but right, right. Anyway, if they say so, I guess. Yeah, well. Whatever they say, yeah. that's um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of times I don't listen to the days. <laughs> I usually don't either. That's um, I'll listen to it to a point. Then I go look myself and make up my own decision. That's pretty well how how that goes. In the second trade, Twins acquired shortstop Orlando Cabrera from the Athletics for Tyler Lanendorf. Again, Billy Bean. Definitely. Again, Billy Bean. I tell you what, now, this is, uh, okay, Orlando Cabrera, big name, good name. Uh, No run, no hit. Let's get the best we can get out of him. And uh, uh, I I think another good trade for for Oakland. Definitely. And something that i don't know how many people that are listening know that when Orlando cabrera signed with oakland there was a clause in his contract to no matter how well he did they could not get a compensation pick for when he left uh-huh. so when he okay left, did not he know that gone. that would have been it did not know that wow I mean, yeah i mean it, it makes it makes this trade look a whole lot better for oakland exactly exactly well, again, I mean, it shows they know what they're doing. Um, hmm. Interesting. And it, probably, it hurts Brandon Harris, who the woo has, because at the time it will take away some, some play time from him, but I think they had an injury. So Harris is playing somewhere right now. Right, right. I don't have it in front of my screen. Right. And then Mark Ellis, he, he benefits when he's healthy because he should be able to play a little bit more. And then this next trade we have is the most baffling of the whole deadline. Okay, this ought to be good. Atlanta Braves acquire Adam LaRoche from the Red Sox for Casey Kochman. Going back home. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to. I've only heard one explanation as to why it makes sense. Okay, I'm going to listen to that because I've not heard one why. It uh, they have Kochman under control for two more years, or would have. But those both the, the two years would have been both arbitration. Right. So technically, he could have made anywhere between five to say ten million. He wouldn't make that much, but just for argument's sake, at least five, probably. And maybe the year after that even more if he broke out, which he looks like he might have had signs of doing it. Exactly, exactly. So he may have been, yeah, under team control for two more years, but he could have cost them more than what LaRoche is costing them now for one into what they could get as a stopgap for when Freeman comes up. Right, right. That is the only sane reason that I've heard so far. Well, um... No, well okay we'll, we'll go with that one <laughs> and I'm not even fully convinced of it because they, when the trade happened one of the sites I look at put their numbers side by side and okay. they were identical uh-huh. they were the same I think LaRoche had a little bit higher slugging percentage but okay. that was it and I, right, I don't right. understand it maybe it was to make Chipper Jones happy I don't know <laughs> Uh, I do I, I really don't know either. I mean, when they when they traded him the first time to Pittsburgh, the first time, the only time. Um, I mean, generally that's it. I mean, you know, you're not going to trade for him back. Yeah. And uh, that that really, when he when he came back to Atlanta, that kind of shocked me. Um, but. I mean, it was a shock initially because at first they didn't say what they gave up. Right. And then when it came across Casey Kochman, I'm like, you've got to be effing kidding me. That can't be right. No, no. And sure enough, it was right. Yep, yep. Right up, that's all they got. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, (laughs) So it goes back to being a starter. Exactly, yep, yep. There you go. We have another huge blockbuster, which was the final nail in the coffin for Cleveland. Red Sox acquire Victor Martinez from the Indians for Justin Masterson, Nick Hagedon, and Brian Price. Uh, Once again, Boston going for the now. Yeah. Um, I don't know how else to put that one. Um... (laughs) Okay, V-Mart's V-Mart. He's going to to get the hits. He's going to get the home runs. A little bit of age. You can't catch every day. Uh, Although he can play first base, but, uh, I mean, you can't exactly bench Pappy. Um, I I think they were just worried about the bats. and uh, They've not been hitting well, and I think that had a lot to do with it and it seems to be almost a yearly thing now is they pull this they pull a big trade they've got such a deep farm system that they're cranking out top guys every year so like every year they'll cash in a few of them to get that big piece exactly and no matter what position they're going to get them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we have this obviously helps victor martinez who at the time was orts but now was traded to craig so that should help him plus he was first and catcher definitely very nice flexibility there oh absolutely yeah and you yeah. had the three you had Hagedon who the killer cars have right I think it helps him because he should come up quicker now in Cleveland because Cleveland they've got time for him to grow they right. can bring him up see what he does if well, possible, I think that's what Cleveland's doing yeah definitely. with the trades they've made this is what this is the way they're leaning and, uh, and the same thing with Masterson, who actually they did put in the rotation. He's in yeah. there now. I think yeah. they put him in there two nights ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in, he's in it now. So that should um, help Brian a little bit. I, I think a little more for the future on Cleveland, as we were talking before, and a little more for the now on Boston. Um, but V-Mart will be around for a while. I mean, it's not like this is a, you know, he's so old he's going to be gone. I mean, it's... Um, uh, if Boston does decide to keep him, which um, I mean, V can't throw out anybody, but um, he can sure hit the ball. I can't remember Veritech had a if it was a team option, but it would not surprise me if they don't if that if they just don't get him next year. If right. they do have the option and just keep right. and just extend V Yeah, I think that I think that's what will happen. I really do. Try and sign a backup like a pud exactly. type yeah. thing. Help yeah. out or what have you, for when Martinez goes to first or whatever they plan to do. Right, right. And this trade also helps Santana and Morrison. Both were catching in Cleveland. This opens up a spot for one or two of them to see what they can do. Yeah, absolutely. That's a definite. um, It could help more different ways than you realize with that one. There's really only one other big trade. We'll probably just go with that. The others, we have four more on our list. Some are owned in our league. I think it was Carpavano that trade. We had Nick Johnson trade. Right. Scott Rowland deal. Those three, they're all starters going to other teams that will have them as starters. Nick Johnson probably better off just because anything getting out of Washington good for anybody. Right, right. Yeah, well, well that's um, unfortunately true. It yeah, helps out Adam Dunn so he can play as well as Josh Willingham and Niger Morgan, they should have more time. Right. And two, I believe, is being slid over to third, which bumps Bonifacio mm-hmm. and Kuglin. Well, Bonifacio hurts the most just because he's nailed what he probably should have been from the get-go utility. Right, right. Yeah, and P- yeah. And for happened that happened, that happened oh, yesterday, actually. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That will, I mean, that'll give Twins some pitching depth to go forward. I mean, they're still very much in the race. I don't, uh, I'm going to say they're about three games back. I'm not, I don't have it up on screen right here, but that that'd be about right. So, the only real surprise about that one is more so who it affects. There was talk of Loriano having his spot taken away. Right, right. And this could be it. It also I was heard, Glenn Perkins could also have the same thing happen to him. Yeah, they've both yeah. been pretty bad lately. And the other wow, one that's the, been the, that's been the big thing with Minnesota. I mean, they've been getting beat up and it's it's being beat up bad. And they're still sort of trying to compete and that was probably the best they can do at, after the deadline. Right. Right. And the final quick one, then we have one final big one. <clears throat> okay. And the last one was Scott Rowland going to Cincinnati for Edwin Encarnacion, on Josh Renke and Zach Stewart. <clears throat> Nobody can figure out why Cincinnati gave up all that for... Uh, I sat here and saw that, and, um, I mean, I, basically I thought Dusty Baker was running the team. He's the one must be making the deals because that sounds like something he would do. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a clue. I do Cincinnati. not have a clue. If they were more competitive and had a better team, I could understand it. Right, right. But yeah, they don't. exactly. They are tied for dead last. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> no, no, I don't either. I don't, I, don't, I no. <laughs> <laughs> no explanation. No explanation for that Well, okay. I, I don't. Seems to be the story in Cincinnati every year. Yeah. They, they okay. you know, they've got talent there. They've got people there. Um, they've got good pitchers good batters that you seem like they're, okay they're just on the edge and every year you think okay you know they're, they're going to be right at the top this year and then something like this happens and they stay mediocre they never jump that hurdle and always the first two months they look like they could do it Mhm. <clears throat> yep you're exactly right exactly right and then we have our final blockbuster which nobody saw coming until it happened Mm-hmm. White Sox acquired Jake Peavy from the Padres for Aaron Parita, Clayton Richard, Dexter Carter, and Adam Russell. How do you go to a team that you said you wouldn't go to? <laughs> exactly. Um, what has happened to make you love the White Sox two months after you said you wouldn't go there? There's a lot of commenters on um, MLB trade rumors they were really blasting him for that because in the press conference he said, "Well, I want to go to a team that wins. Mm-hmm. and a lot of them were saying, "Well, like you said, why didn't you agree to it the first time?" Right. And granted, I don't. The White Sox were not as good, so I mean, it it really shows where Peavy's priorities are. That. Um i've always had a lot of respect for him and you know everybody in the league knows i've had him since day one um i've had him since the league started um and when he done this uh that just i I can't understand it i mean he he's always been one that's very team loyal um and he's always said he loves san diego wants to play there he don't want to leave he wants to be here Granted, if you're, a, if you're a decent pitcher, yeah, I'd love to pitch at San Diego, too. Um, I mean, it takes a bazooka shot to get a ball out of that park. And maybe part of it was he saw that um, with what was happening there, um, uh, Towers, yeah. uh, going through his personal problems, the team wanting to be sold, they're not signing anybody, they're cutting costs, and he knows he's not going to win there and maybe he had a change of heart after the first time around and said, well, you know, the White Sox can win. Well, let's go there. We'll do whatever we can. I don't know, but that just that did not sound like him to me. I think it was part of that. Also, since then, he got hurt. He's out probably until September. Right, right. And even his own agent, which I was kind of surprised, he essentially said in a more not direct fashion is I can't believe the White Sox gave up so much to get him because he's hurt yeah, yeah. <laughs> when your own I, excuse me, when your own agree. agent says that yeah, yeah. <laughs> that says something that yeah. really says something definitely uh, and, and, <clears> and you know as well as I do and everybody else San Diego's going in that direction kind of the same as Cleveland uh, now whether they're going to be able to build and do what some other teams are going to do I don't know Um But I mean they 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 got a lot of good players for him And um That's still I I, I still think about that trade I'm not sure I'm really not I'm not sure how that Exactly came about There could be stuff that's That we'll never know Um That that What caused that in that way Um we have the only other two directly affected, or three directly affected. The Rockets have P V He got him from you for Adam Wainwright. Right, right. <clears throat> and Aaron Padrea, Perito, excuse me, mm-hmm. and Richard, the Goats have him at the time of the trade. I think it will probably help just because it's San Diego. It's a very pitcher-friendly park. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cologne. The the only I mean the only problem there I mean you, you're not going to get uh, Adrian Gonzalez there okay he's he's going to end up with his 35 he's not I don't he's not going to drive in a hundred this year mm-hmm. uh, he don't have any backup without him we're not even going to score runs and uh, and I think I really think Petey's seen that I think yeah. he's seen that they were, they were not going to go out and get protection for Adrian. Uh, the team was actually getting older, not getting younger. And although he wanted to pitch in that park, um, I think he's seen his chances for pitching in the playoffs uh, or going deep, whatever, um, was just not going to happen there. To and he changed his mind. That's that's basically what I think. But it didn't seem like that was his that was his attitude early on. Now uh, the circumstances changed greatly really since the first time, but I mean it. it I don't know. It's you can understand it, but at the same time, you can't. It's just kind right, of. Right. I guess see all sides and understand everybody. Exactly. Uh, that's that about does it for our trades. We, well, folks, we are gonna we would at this point move over to the. Uh, questions and answers, but I tell you what, since um, we had so many trades to go over, we're going to call that. uh, We're going to do the questions and answers. I'm going to keep everybody's here, um, and I want to thank everybody that's uh, sending questions. Uh, They're not going to be used this week, but we will use them. We'll keep them right on file here on our old legal pad, and um, they will come into effect next time we're on the air which should be next week um and this is mark waffler the old left hander rounding third and heading for home Night everyone and this is Brent waiting in the battle box waving him in and see you next week